Today I won a big one and fuck it's nice. Hey podcast listener, you're listening to the Semi-Pro Cycling Podcast. The weekly podcast where we discuss all the issues that cyclists talk about. Whether you're out training, commuting or just riding around, sit down and listen in because we're about to begin. I got something to say, man. Yo-ho! Welcome to episode 2 of the Semi-Pro Cycling Podcast, where we believe that only a cyclist can wear a hairy boxer short with pride. If you stick around to the end of the show, I'll fill you in on the quote from the top of the show and let you know who won a big one. The podcast, it is on iTunes. You can subscribe by going to semiprocycling.com and clicking on the iTunes picture. Thanks. Well, the tour's underway. There hasn't been too many surprises. We've got Wiggins up there smashing the time trial, putting time into Evans. We've got a few crashes. We've got Frank Schleck losing time. We've got Ryder Hagedal losing big chunks of time. Everything else is kind of going the way I thought it would go, except for that time trial. But we're talking about the first week here. Weeks two and three. Week three, the time trial... This is going to be the real test. We'll see whether it's exactly the same as last year. Cadell needs to put it in on that day to win the Tour. It's going to be interesting. It's still the same interesting thing it was a week ago before it even started. So I'm looking forward to just it continuing and the mountains to see who's really going to play their cards right, who's really got the fitness to keep it going. Forget about the tour for a moment, and let's move into the nuts and bolts. Today I want to talk about... Tight areas. Yes, tight areas, tight spots. I want to talk about four areas to work on, and I want to tell you how to work on them. Here we go. All right, so tight spots... What are they caused by? They're caused by the fascia adhering to the underlying muscle and limiting its range of motion. What's the fascia? Listen to this. Fascia is a sheath that goes over the muscle and holds the muscle in together. So imagine a sausage stuffed with meat and then you had that sausage um, sheath on the outside which holds it all together. That's the fascia, and that's basically what we're hitting here with this foam roller. Okay, that might make some sense, but overall I know it doesn't make any sense yet. But I do know that you understand why we get tight spots. One word, overuse. It's one of those things that all riders experience. I'm sure most sports people know the feeling of training hard and never actually being 100%. The approach I take to this is one that works with any time-squeezed rider, and it's Parento's 80-20 principle. You'll hear this a lot from me, and this is why. If you get overwhelmed or you struggle to maintain any type of maintenance activities, then looking at which ones will pay you back the greatest or which ones have the best return of investment, something like what I'm going to talk about is exactly it. And what it is for this episode is self-myofascial release. Riders do not stretch enough. Well, not the ones that I know and not the one that's talking to you right now. I used to not stretch at all. I'd put in a little bit of 10 seconds here, 10 seconds there, you know. If I was getting a cramp, I'd try and stretch it out or whatever. But I wouldn't come home for a ride. I wouldn't sit down and put in the time to stretch. You know why? Because it sucks. It's hard. And it's usually the last thing I feel like doing after I finish a ride. Getting food, showering, not getting a massage. But that's about it. Yeah, but I'm not stretching. Well, I wasn't. The funny thing is, 
I know, I've always known that I feel better after doing it. I get endorphins, swimming around, teasing me, think I can get back out and doing it. I'm getting this big rush, but it never actually made me want to go out and do it again. I never thought it was actually making a difference. Maybe that's the reason why I wasn't doing it. It all came to a head a few years ago. I was neglecting to stretch and it finally caught up with me on the last stage of a two-day tour. The lead up to the race, I was working hard, training, but I was also neglecting my stretching. I wasn't doing any at all, zero. It's a time constraint thing. I know it's a common problem. My left knee and it felt fine at the start of the race but at the last stage I couldn't put any pressure on my left leg. I was a hundred kilometers out It was hell. It was not only hell that I couldn't compete for the end of the race, it was hell that I had to ride home with a hundred kilometers in front of me up some nasty climbs and I had no power. All power was lost and I was in pain, absolute agony. In fact, I couldn't even walk when I got off the bike. I could only manage some sort of hobble. What's even worse, I was driving home. It was just horrible. So when I got home after my post-tour food binge usually two large pizzas, anyone, anyone. I jumped on the dining table at the request of my housemate. Uh, She's a masseuse. She lined up my hips with the edge of the table and asked me to drop my left leg down. Because I wasn't extending fully, she told me my quads were tight. And then because I was rotating outwards, my ITB was tight. The only solution that she was recommending and the one that I stuck to was using a foam roller, getting in there and just working through the pain. At the time, I didn't know what it was called, but it fixed me. It fixed me right up. So I kept going and I've kept going to this day with it because I really believe that it is something that you can put in a small amount of time, but the payoff is absolutely massive. It's called self-myofascial release or what I call trigger point therapy without a masseuse. Self-facial release treats sore spots by using a foam roller to apply gentle, steady pressure when you're putting your body weight on it to move slowly over the section of soft tissue and you pause when you hit a painful spot. As soon as you hit that painful spot, you're waiting for the pain to die down 20 or 30%. It will be noticeable. It's not going to go away completely. But as soon as that happens, then you're just moving on to the next spot. Doing this time after time consistently is going to make a massive difference to the way your body lines up and to the way that your power is produced because you can get full muscle extension. I aim for about 15 minutes after every ride or any other heavy activity like going to the gym or running or anything where I'm going to stress my body out. I make sure I'm back on this foam roller as much as possible. Now, I'm not preaching here. I'm not saying I'm there every day. But when I do it, and I do it regularly, it's the best return of investment that I can think about as far as getting me back out there training harder sooner. There's more benefits such as correcting muscle imbalances, increasing joint range of motion, decreasing muscle soreness and relieving joint stress. It increases performance because of this and you are able to maintain normal functional muscular length. So these are the four areas that I focus on because I think they give the biggest return. You can break it down to two of these and I'll tell you that after these four, but these four are the most important ones. The IT band, a big trouble spot. It's hard to stretch. Self-massaging is super annoying, getting your thumbs in there. 
I've never felt that a self-massage actually did any good. It just felt like a lot of hard work. Lots of cyclists have this issue. It's hard to stretch. There's a couple of stretches around, but they're not as effective, and it causes a lot of pain. It can pull your knee out, as it did mine, and it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. I recommend it after every ride, but especially if you're doing a heavy load phase, such as strength endurance, or you're going to the gym, these efforts make it tighten up more over time and that's when you start to cause the knee troubles it's number two quads it's another place that gets neglected because it's hard to stretch you either got lame stretches where you're just pulling your leg up behind your ass or you're trying to do it properly while you're getting on a wall down on one knee it's killing your knee it's killing your quad it's hard to stay there for a minute and a half which is what i try to do if i'm on the foam roller using body weight down on there the pressure to move it around that's where I find I will stay there until the sore spots stop hurting. A big spot that I focus on is just above the kneecap. I have found over time that pulling that I get pressure at the front of the kneecap, down down the front of the knee, this is the muscles that are underneath the kneecap. So I, I can actually work on there with my fingers, but I find working from all the way from my hip all the way down to the top of my knee, not going over the knee, that's where I get the most benefit if I'm working around that whole area. Number three, hip flexors. If you sit in a chair all day, if you work at a desk, your hip flexors are going to be compromised. They're going to be mush. They're going to be hell. You've killed them. You need to bring them back to life by getting some blood in there, by moving the roller around and working through that. This is a major problem for running. It's not a running show, I know. But for running, it's a major, major problem. Getting in there and actually making a change is getting in there and actually working on them is going to make a lot of difference. Okay, and the final one, glutes. It's a big muscle. For me, it's always been tight. I remember my coach leaning over me and stretching me out and telling me I've got such a tight ass. I wonder where he is. Probably jail. What a devo. Anyway, if I was to break it down even more, I would focus on the IT band and glutes. These have always been my trouble spots. I don't doubt that many of you listening have the same trouble spots as me. So there you go. That's a simple overview. I'm not an expert at this, but I wanted to give you a rundown of something that I believe the 80-20 nails. It is one of the most effective ways to use your time. You can smash it out at 15 minutes after a ride. It's better than stretching. I feel it does more. It's more fun. If you like cycling, you like pain, you'll get into this. I've got some resources. If you want to watch someone doing it, YouTube. Self myofascial release technique for the IT band and quads. I'll put the link in the show notes. There's a whole other bunch on the right-hand side of not just the IT band and the quads. Or I've got a self myofascial release manual in pdf format i'll put the link in the show notes as well it's very comprehensive it's very good it goes through the other muscle groups not just the ones i was talking about so if you have other specific tight areas you can use these groups okay so let's get to the tech hacks or products and today i want to talk about something that's related to the show the myofascial release tools there have been a lot released over the last few years I don't even know these names, but they look pretty funky. There's spikes, there's big, chunky ball cylinder things. There's, yeah, whatever you, whatever you can think of, it's out there. I've never used one. I don't feel you need to spend the 40 bucks or the $55 buy-up for the DVD 
just to buy a piece of foam. There is no benefit added in my mind. So here's the hack. Go down to your local Target or Big W and ask for the pool noodle section. Don't know what a pool noodle is? Pool noodle is one of those long foam tubes that you would see in a pool. Honestly, I've never seen one. I've never used one. But I know what a pool noodle is. The long foam tubes, there's generally two options. There's a small one without a hole in it and then there's a larger one with a hole in the center. The small one's going to be gentler on you if you're just starting out. It's what I started out on. The second one is going to be harder. It's the next level. You're stepping up to the next level. Buy one, take it home, cut it in three. The foam density will fade over time, move from one to the other. At a certain point you're going to get to a brand new foam big one with a hole in it and it's not going to be working for you. You're going to have to step up to something even harder. And that's going to be a PVC pipe. If you get a large diameter, uncovered PVC pipe, it's going to work you over. I have used it. I've used it on regular occasions, and it's not bad. It gets right in there. I wouldn't recommend it straight away because you don't want to bruise yourself, and there is plenty of potential for you to bruise yourself from the start. You can wrap it with some type of soft rubber or whatever. I've never done it. I haven't found the need to do it. It's a little painful, but it's enjoyable. I get into it, whatever. So, that's it. And now, let's get to the quote from the top of the show. Frank Schleck, 2006, winning his first big race. It's some classic Frank. It's what we've come to expect of Frank. Him and Andy, they always give good, honest interviews. It's usually not hyped up. It's usually on the money. And again, like I said last episode, it's a shame Andy's not there. But Frank's there. He may try to go for big stage wins now that he's lost some time. We'll see what happens in the tour. Till next time, get on your bike. Enjoy the pain cave or the hurt box, whichever one you're into. I was too fast in the corner. And then I flipped over the barrier. You flipped? You were taking drugs. He had the flip, a bad flip. You should you you should drugs. No, I was too fast in the corner. And then he flipped.